Not only that, he was smashing. I assumed we lost. We hooked again. Yeah, did he do nothing through in the fourth quarter? He got eight total PRAs and hit hit right on the number. It was 39 and a half, and I got he landed on 39. Listen, when you're I've running I've had three good, hooks in the past two days. When you're running good, yeah. You gotta I'd, I'd rather run good in DFS uh, instead of getting three hundred dollars for a prize picks card to get a hundred thousand. Yeah, but at least there's some consolation on the other side. I guess. Right? Kill it. 11 and 1 on prize picks lineups the last 12 and it's it's probably like 15 and 2 over the past or 16 and 2 over the past 18 cuz I won two before that loss not bad man now f- straight fire i'm incredible at this good morning welcome to the stochastic.com nba strategy show 12 game action on a wednesday i mean this is the last i don't want to say real slate but you only got 3 tomorrow and then we're into the break yeah. Oh, there's three tomorrow. That there's no deeper dive tomorrow. I'm guessing. Oh, I suppose so. I suppose uh, that it starts late. late too. I think it's like an eight o'clock start or eight. Probably. Or well, oftentimes with those three game slates, it is. So yeah, oh, twelve shit. games. That today there's thirteen, but they they, they took the uh, one ten o'clock game off. So we got twelve. Yeah. Tomorrow you got three. Then we're into the break. So glad to have you guys with us. Let's get Ooh. down to business. And if you don't, I'll, go I'll, ahead. I'll, I'll, if you don't mind, my, take one single second here. Tone for your sins on a Wednesday morning. Hit that thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. Leave a comment down below. As always, whether you're watching after the fact, we try and read and respond. We have thoroughly enjoyed the comments uh, on this strategy show <laughs> over the past few weeks. I could say that much, be it in chat or in the comment yeah. section. They are fun. You guys have made this interesting, if nothing else. And uh, if you ever want to listen in podcast form, we got you covered there. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you listen, you guys already know it's out there. What's up? Uh, This is actually real. This is real for the show. Now, I do owe you still uh, a tattoo, which we will get done at some point in time in our lives. I will never, ever, ever let that one go. But you and I have consistently now had all-star game yes, you're right. contest challenges against each other. Are you on, if we're on the strategy show tomorrow, I think like we're going to have to do this at some point or at least tweet it out over the weekend. 100%. Now we've had, so thus far, we've had the mustache bet. Yep. I lost. We had the Pocky one chip challenge. Correct. I lost. We had the tattoo bet. Yep. Lost again. <laughs> All-Star game sucks, man. So, no, to be fair, one of those was the Philadelphia 76ers season win total. Oh, yes. Yes, it was. Either way. Yeah. Or it was like I, road wins or something. It, but yeah. It, I actually think it was home wins. It might have been home wins. That was, that was during the year where they had Al Horford and it was just a total mess. They were either winning all of their games at home and not on the road or they were winning all their games on the road and not at home. It was one yeah. of those two extremes for Correct. sure. It was the year where, with Horford, just a failed experiment alongside Embiid. They got yeah. swept in the first round of the playoffs. Yep. That's what it was. But, yeah. um, all right, so why don't we do this with this tattoo, right? But can we just, we need to settle this for once. Instead of the lip, because apparently no one's willing to do that. If you're you asking me if I'm willing to get a real tattoo, the answer is yes. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, you know, within reason. It's not going to be a face tattoo of your face or something. Damn it. <laughs> uh, oh, dude, if you had to get a portrait of me, like on your, on your, on your back, 
I will get a stupid tattoo because I don't care. All right. And I won't make you do it in a spot that's clear. Like, I'm not going to ask you to do a. No, it's going to be in a place that's covered. Like, you're, yeah, I'm not going to ask you to do like lower middle back either. You know, I'm not going to torture you. But no, I just wouldn't do those. Right. Yeah. But I, pretty, Kate, see, the thing here is for the most part, whatever we choose, Katie will sign off and just be like, you're an idiot. And I know you're going to do it anyway. Nah, she's cool, man. She likes my tweets. Uh, I want to, <laughs> I want to do, how about, a? But, how about a Sean V tattoo? No. Okay. No. <laughs> it's gotta be at least rooted in something real. All right. Well then let's see what chat has to offer here. We'll get into this cause we do have 12 games. Uh, any thoughts you guys have on Josh paying off this tattoo wager is greatly appreciated. And yeah. beyond that. I think we also need to figure out what the terms of this upcoming all-star game bet would be. Uh, yeah. Do we want to do what we usually do and just build out all-star game DFS lineups and play head to head? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, I think every year we've done it, we've done it as a draft so that we wouldn't oh, have right. any overlapping right. people. Right. That's a good call. Okay. you did. We just did a snake draft, essentially two man snake draft. We did. All right, so your guys' thoughts throughout the show. Again, if you're watching after the fact, leave these in the in the comments, and we will figure this one out. We, we without a doubt have something by tomorrow, um, but we have to get we got to figure something out on the tattoo. And I'm not going to ask you to get something huge either. Again, this isn't yeah. like you know. This I, will I'm, also be the first tattoo that I have. So right, that's the thing with me. If if I lost this bet, I could just hide it around many of the others that I have. Yeah. Um, but uh, if we're being honest, my ass seems like the most proper location. I love it. But the problem is you'd have to show it on stream. That's fine. Would we get? I, would it's not going to be around pulled? the hole, man. It's going to be a cheek. It's just going to be skin. Okay. I just don't want the video to get pulled. No, no. I mean, you could, I could pull out an, uh, an ass cheek pretty easily and not have any real issues. Or at the yeah. very least, like, get a picture of it taken and crop it. Yeah, it's not something you haven't done before. So, all right, no. we'll think we'll think of uh, we'll think of something. When's the game? Monday? Tuesday? Something like that? Uh, probably Sunday, right? Nah. Oh. <laughs> Travis, you kind of... Whatever, I'm going to say it on the show. I don't give a shit. Should we get a, a shit my money tombstone? <laughs> Oh my god. We could probably get the dates right too. <laughs> that would be all right. That's that's the leader in the clubhouse right now. How about that? That's I, leader in the clubhouse. I think so. The all-star game is Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Okay. So we can get so we can get that done pretty easily. Oh man. If I could somehow have gotten that done now so that I could show him on Friday, oh, it would have been great. Hey, David Eckenrod, you're late, brother. All right, we'll figure this out. I'm going to lean on chat. I'm going to lean on the viewers. I'm going to lean on the comments to help us out. And what? be serious. Like, yeah, like if you know that I'm not going to get it, like, just save it. Well, and also same with the terms of the bet. The terms of the bet have to be something that's not, like, out of, you know what I mean? Let's be fair, too. Chat gave us lip tattoo, right? Yeah. Chat gave us that. They also gave us the one chip challenge. So they have a good track record of of coming through but you're right i can't be out i here. have a decent idea but it's it's not nearly as entertaining as like tattoos and things 
loser buys the winner some sort of futures ticket? I I think that has to be an accompanying piece of something that follows the trend of us doing stuff that isn't exactly comfortable. That's fair. Okay. That's fair. No disagreement. All right. Let's do that. Anyway, hey, guys, let's talk basketball. Atlanta and Charlotte, 12 games today, 238 and a half total. Atlanta seven-point road favorites against the Hornets today. So here's the big thing. And by the way, ownership is updated. Top stacks or uh, boom bust tool is updated. The Sims have been updated. We are in business, ready to go for this big slate today. Okongwu and Clint Capella obviously was already out, but Okongwu was playing considerable minutes. You and I talked about this before the show started. Bruno Fernando, center only eligibility. There's a couple things here. They don't need him out there for a ton of minutes. He hasn't played many minutes. He's been dealing with injuries, as you pointed out before the show. But also, and he's only center eligible. I think I mentioned that. However, this is a spectacular matchup. He's $3,600. Despite playing limited minutes this season, he has been north of a fantasy point per minute guy. 22 minutes for Fernando at 3,600 might be more than enough to have a really strong game here. Yeah, he's so he's a really weird one for today in many ways. He'll be one of the three best point per dollar plays on the slate, especially if we get him as the starter. He, he's just a he's a fantasy point per minute guy. He's 3,600. Like it's going to be tough to overcome that. But he is center only on a slate with 12 games where. Nikola Jokic gets to play against Sacramento today with no Jamal Murray, allegedly. Uh, AD is on the slate against Utah. Fantastic spot. Sabonis dropped 80-something yesterday. He's in that matchup against Denver. You've got Shingun on this slate. You've got Miles Turner. No Jalen Smith behind him. Or Zingas back on this slate. There are a ton of center options. So it does sort of... There is a bit of an opportunity cost to going to Bruno Fernando. If he hadn't been limited recently, if he had shown any sort of real minutes bump where you were like, all right, we're giving him 27 tonight, then you'd be like, oh, shit. Like, we're not getting away from this guy. Now, that said, he's in 94% of my lineups. He's it's There's 59% ownership coming in on him right now. He's one of the best plays you're going to find. Every single piece of news that creates value for the rest of the day, he's going to be the first guy to lose it a bit just because he's locked into only center where you have Nikola Jovic with power forward center eligibility. You have Lamar Stevens with power forward center eligibility. That extra flexibility will change it a bit for Fernando throughout the day. But from a cash perspective, really like being able to get to him. He is clearly the best play you can get to from Atlanta. We do have DeJounte Murray and Jalen Johnson, both pulling double-digit ownership, double-digit optimal. I think Murray looks pretty good at 7,600. I think Jalen Johnson is probably going to play every minute at center that Bruno Fernando doesn't. And I think they're just going to go to a lot of five out, which you can very easily do against a Charlotte Hornets team. The only guy that I'm not really getting to as much here is Trey. And it's just because it's a 12 game slate and the amount of 8K, 9K, 10K dudes that you can get to is countless. And Trey just kind of looks like the rest of them. But the primary play for Atlanta today is Bruno Fernando. If he starts, if he doesn't start, and you're still giving him like 18 to 20 minutes, he's good, but that ownership will come down a lot. For sure. And uh, Arson and chat pointed out too uh, that 
uh, Fernando's power forward center on FanDuel. Yeah, very him, different play there. We have him at like 84% ownership right now. That's that's as good a spot as – I think on a 12 – that is as good a spot, I think, as you could possibly get for value. Yeah, agreed. As long as he starts. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, if they decide to go Johnson at, at center. They could looks- just play – Bruno Fernando for the same 14 or 16 minutes that they've been playing right. him at center and they just go full on five out. We got to yep. remember they, yep. you don't have to play a center any longer. Diablo biscuit said heart with barnacle of the Bay written inside. That's we could do something to commemorate the two K Sims and that wouldn't we even could. be bad for you. No, like that was a no. crazy moment in our lives. We should okay. would probably be the first time anybody got a tattoo about Harrison Barnes. <laughs> Jordan, do me a favor. I know you monitor chat, but if we have any good ones, please let me know because it's going to be tough to go back through all of these. I'm seeing some good ones uh, for sure. But yeah, you know, on the other side, and, and but yeah, like you said, first of all, by the way, if Johnson starts at center, I know he's 7,300, but if he starts, it's, he's already playing massive minutes. And then if you get him starting at the five against this Charlotte team that's been decimated by opposing bigs, yeah, that could look very, very interesting, even more so than it already does. Yeah, like you're not all that worried about Nick Richards slowing anything down in that regard. And then they're running out like Davis Bertans and Grant Williams as pseudo centers as the backups. Like that's not something Jalen Johnson is going to be struggling with. It would look, could look great. Yeah, could look real good. On the Charlotte side, Trey Mann, five, 5K, DraftKings. Miles Bridges is up to 8,800. Things start to get a little murky after that, though. And this is just, look, this is one of those teams that's changed a lot. The makeup of this team, the whole identity, not that it got any better, but maybe it has, who knows, changed significantly after the trade deadline. Trey Mann, even though he's seen a price bump a little bit, even though it's a 12-game slate, still pulling north of 25% ownership today. He's not the guy I have the most of on Charlotte, but he's probably the easiest guy to get to at 5K because he's just playing, you know, 30 minutes a night as their brand new starting point guard that runs the show and is going to start and close. last game, too, in regulation against the Pacers. Yeah. yeah, you could very easily go much north of 30 if you really wanted to. I have 20%. He's 26% owned. Um, fantasy point per minute over the past 30 days. That's about where I have him in this one. Assist rate's going to be nice. I've got it around 28%. The other guy that I'm getting to is Miles Bridges, who I continue to get to. They finally gave him uh, the correct positional eligibility, small forward, power forward. Price is up to 8,800, which is big, but he's also facing the second worst defense with neither one of their defensive-minded centers being able to start. So their defense was already bad with defensive centers in play. They play at an incredibly fast pace. They're certainly going to play faster if they're going five out. So I think we're seeing more possessions, worse defense, out of Atlanta makes that spot for Charlotte look a little bit better. Bridges is 11% owned. I have 24 right now and I've been getting a lot of him lately, but for bridges at 8,800, you need 60. (laughs) So like you need a big day there. Um, But I like taking that flyer in a matchup against Atlanta after that, not really seeing anything. We don't have anybody North We have Cody Martin, 6% optimal, 5% owned. That's the highest mark of anybody else for Charlotte. It really is just bridges and man. Yeah, it is. Man in those two starts with Charlotte averaging, or two games with Charlotte averaging 10 potential assists per game. Bridges is right behind him at nine, though. So, I mean, he's clearly clearly still getting some opportunities as a playmaker as well. So, yeah, price is up there, but not terrible. 
Marco says we should get something with coffee mug or coffee. Now, I look, because you love coffee. Here's the thing. That's nice and all, but like this is going to be something that involved me as well. I'm not like this. <laughs> it, it, I, this is going to end so poorly for me. This is what I need. I, I need to be represented on Josh's ass. That's the last thing. <laughs> the last thing I need. But no, there's got to be something. There's got to be something that involves us. As the you guys, as the viewers, me, everything. There's got to be something, you know, that, that takes us back a little bit. All right, let's keep moving here because we got 12 games to touch on. Favorite plays from this game it, right now, what? Man, Bridges, Fernando. Obviously, it depends on what that starting lineup looks like, but Jalen Johnson for, could look fantastic. Yeah, for me, it's, it's man and Bridges from the Charlotte side. And then it's Fernando, obviously, from the Atlanta side. Uh, I've got Murray. I don't actually have Jalen Johnson right now. I do have him in for 36 minutes uh, at 7,300. Maybe that changes a little bit. But for me, it's Fernando, Bridges, and Mann as like my primary options. Murray is in that next tier with Jalen Johnson. So we're getting a couple of these crazy value spots out of the way quick on this show because the next game up is Miami and Philly. 223 total. Philly four-point favorites coming off a uh, improbable road win against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, all right. So how about this? Bam only getting 9%. The highest ownership going to Jovic coming off a really nice game in the starting lineup last time out. You know, it's crazy though. You don't see this very often when a guy has this high of ownership, 35% ownership. We have him 34% optimal right now. Usually when guys have this high ownership, it yeah. doesn't mean not to play them if they have negative leverage, but only 1. Minus 1. 1.9 uh, negative leverage. That is very significant for Jovic right now. I also assume that I would think ownership comes up with the power forward eligibility after last night's game. Do you, do you think that'll come up? I think it does. Not really. really? Just because it's just so many games today. We already yeah, have a couple, like, we already have one other dude for like Lamar Stevens already looks exactly like Jovic to me for this spot. You're already getting huge ownership to Bruno Fernando. You're just running out of ways to like you're running out of bodies to like if you keep getting ownership to those guys, then you don't you're not you're never paying up. I still think I still think the Fernando and Jovic ownership gets the nap the gap gets uh narrowed a little bit because Fernando's center eligible only. Well, we also have to think about the fact that there's going to be 10 more games that could create more value throughout the day that are more likely to just Okay, so then let me too. let me let me say this. Instead of instead of Jovic ownership coming up, I think the gap is narrowed between Fernando and Jovic. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I have 94% Jovic right now, 3100 power forward center. Like even if I, I went 26 minutes you clearly don't expect him to have the same game that he had yesterday. I wish I would have been able to get to more of him during my late swaps. I only got like north of 30%. Um, because of him being power forward eligible, like is he as good of a per minute guy as Lamar Stevens or Bruno Fernando? No, he's like a 0 0.85, 0 0.9 guy. Um, and I'm even more pessimistic there, but uh, that kind of value at power forward, assuming he starts again, like if all those guys from Miami that were out yesterday are still out again today, which could also include Kevin Love now, which would open up. You'd feel even better about Jovic. Uh, to me, he's the second best play today. 
third best play today, somewhere in that neighborhood. I have a ton. I'm also going right back to Tyler Hero. His price went up $300. Didn't go well for Hero yesterday. Um, we have him 17% optimal, 17% owned. He's in 60% of my stuff. I do have a really big stand on Bam right now at 8,500, which I don't like because he. I did take his under again on prize picks where I do not stop winning. I don't follow that anywhere that you could watch videos. It's just wins on wins on wins. And then I'm going right back to Duncan Robinson who had a big day yesterday. He's 20% owned. We have his optimal at 10%. Uh, he's in 16% of my lineups, but I have another massive stand on this Miami Heat team. And if you're not on prize picks, you already know. 100% first match deposit up to 100 bucks plus a free month of everything we have at Odd Shop. So all of these DFS pick'em sites, you're getting all of the plus EV plays for all of them. On With Josh's heater right now, you might not even need them, but it's a super helpful tool. Like it builds out the lineups for you with all of the plus EV plays you're getting your first match deposit your, your first deposit match up to 100 bucks 100%. You don't have to have 100 bucks either. Even if you only have 20, now you have 40. You're doubling it regardless. And uh I mean, you've been doing a lot of the two pick plays, right? And yeah. you've been smashing them. But once mm -hmm. you get up to like five picks, if you if you hit it you 10x, you you 25x on six. The one you typically want to stay away from is four. Uh yeah. kind of the most minus EV spot, but aside from that, man, Odd Shopper coupled with your heater, which you can find essentially anywhere. Any, I mean, you're on TikTok now, even. Look at you, almost 40 years old, jumping on. <laughs> on the top, I got, man. I got, I got a guy installing a hot water heater right now. He goes, I'm 60 and I just got on TikTok. So, uh, what kind of hot water heater? A gas. Oh, so you, on demand? Yeah, it's expensive. <laughs> well, if if you're going to do gas, then on demand's the way to do it. Well, here's what I know. You don't want to do an electric on demand. Not cheap. More no. than I thought. Yeah. Anyway, um yeah, check it out, man. Link in the description, link in the chat if you're not there yet. Take advantage of the deposit bonus. And for real, we're not going to have the the link join opportunity forever where you get a free month of everything we have at Odd Shop. Not just the pick 'em stuff, but all of the plus EV betting tools, the parlay builder, you name it, including the premium Discord. So good spot to check it out. Give me one of your plays from today. Bam Adebayo, less than 39 and a half points, Run rebounds, and well. assists. Same exact play from yesterday, which hit on the number. All right. Well, how about this? How do you rank Miami today? Because they're, I mean, second of a back-to-back, -back, right? Coming off an impressive road win. Very impressive road win over the Bucks, who were also on a second of a back-to-back, to be fair. But uh, the ownership going mostly to Jovic and then Robinson uh, at 20%, Tyler Hero at 17%, Bam only pulling 9% today. And I think to your point earlier in the show, a lot of that has to do with just the good value at center and also the top-tier plays at the position, too. It's just one of those, like, the, it's crazy to think about Miami in this spot, like the total's not great, but because of all these dudes being out and the fact that they're on this back-to-back -back where it, DraftKings didn't really have the opportunity to change their prices in any sort of real way, even on a 12-gamer, we're just running back all of that same value that we had yesterday. Now, like somebody like Kevin Love isn't going to look as interesting because there's twice as many games or like Kayla Martin who sucked so much yesterday. Jaime Hawkes ended up not starting. He's like let, way less interesting today, but 
as long as Nikola Jovic is in that starting lineup again, we're talking about a dude that's going to be in like half of the field lineups, at least as of the way that we have it set up right now. Like I said, he's in 94% of my stuff. We, we've we already talked. In the first three teams that we've talked about or whatever, I have 94% of Fernando and of Jovic. I'm cur- Jordan, uh, maybe you'd be able to do this as a grade A producer because I'm searching for it on Twitter. To go back and find the show where Josh revealed the mustache. It was around February 23rd, 2020. Wow, right before right before the old COVID happened. Yeah, I have the pictures of it, so I could like give even better dates, but yeah. I just I I just I would like to find the reveal so we could throw it up here. Someone mentioned it. Here, I can I can tell you I, I can like while we're talking, I can figure out what date I actually got it done. Yeah, I, I would assume it was like February 23rd or around there. While you do that, uh, Buddy Heald in this game, he's interesting to me. I mean, you're clearly seeing them feed him. Go ahead. March 5th is the day that I got the mustache. March 5th. Okay. So like a week before everything went down. Yeah. Yeah. See if we can find the reveal, Jordan. That would be phenomenal. Uh, but yeah, yeah, like if March 5th was March 5th, 2020 was, was a Thursday. So check March 6th, 2020. I would imagine it was the next day. Yeah. I want to, I want to find the video of it. That's what I'm saying. I want to find the reveal and the video. Anyway, <laughs> looking at the Sixers, Buddy Heald has a 22.5% usage rate Yeah, in the two games that he has played in 76ers. Or three games, right? I think three games. But Tobias Harris has already been ruled out. Kelly Oubre is going to get some opportunities, no doubt about that. But Buddy Hill, he fouled out of that last game. So, you know, take a minute or a minute and a half, whatever. It was on a terrible inbound. Played 36 minutes last time out. He's playing really big minutes as a matter of fact he's 6300 i know it isn't the best matchup that you're going to find it's not a high total in this game what do you make of him though with shooting guard small forward eligibility uh just knowing that i mean they're letting him fire here's the problem with your buddy heels and your kelly Ubrays and stuff today because they, they look fine they're you know 10 optimal 10 owned ish dudes But when you start getting these massive value plays of Bruno Fernando and you start getting these massive value plays of Nikola Jovic and Lamar Stevens, it becomes impossible to hash out these like 6K mid-tier dudes that look like good, not great. And that's what we have here. Like, yeah, no problem going to Buddy Heald. No real problem going to Campaign. No problem going to Kelly Oubre. But it's hard to get any sort of volume because you've saved so much salary on those value options. Like my optimal this morning had Jokic and Luka. You don't see that in the mornings ever because we never have enough value to grab $23,000 in salary on two different dudes. So it ends up just making this entire mid-tier look like this giant melting pot of all these dudes that look the same. So like I have 15% of healed. I have 15% of campaign. I'm a little bit over on Kelly Oubre, but it's hard to say that any of these guys look like any sort of specific priority because there's a million versions of them today. You're right. So you're mostly just around the field on most of these guys is what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I will like say they this, look good. Yeah. I 
I'd rather have Payne or, or Ubre specifically healed over Maxi today, though. The, the 9K on Maxi is still tough to get to. It is. It is. A good spot against Miami, though. Like they have Bam, obviously, but from a, a defense perspective, like yeah. Maxi could look okay here. Yeah. Butler, Richardson, both of them out. Yeah, I would imagine at least. Oh, I don't. We don't. I don't know if we know that Butler is officially out today. I know he well, said he was going to be out for a couple of games, but he didn't travel. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I, I think they had a two-game road trip. They did because they're not playing tomorrow. They're not playing a back-to-back-to-back, -to -back -to -back, and he didn't travel. So okay. Yeah. So he's just done until the break's over. I think, and we know Rozier is out. So I think all of them are actually yeah. out for this game. Okay. New York Knicks, Orlando Magic. There's going to be. We say this all the time, but when you get slates like this. It's actually easier to break these down and go quicker than it is with some of these smaller ones because you got to get super granular and dig into the bench. The Knicks are one of those teams. What's the aggregate ownership on them? Three percent? Seriously, the like Knicks? three percent on the Knicks. Yeah, three yeah. percent. It's the low mark. The only team that's even close is the other New York team. Brooklyn's at four percent. It's a super slow-paced game. Orlando is playing the second of a back-to-back, -back, but two twelve total here. Knicks three and a half point road dogs. There's not much to get into for this New York side. No, there is not. <laughs> I mean, are you doing anything? And like, look, on this slate, we're going to have a bunch of these just yeah. by default. Uh, I don't I don't have a single share of anybody from the Knicks. We only got Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart to 1% owned. The highest optimal rate on the Knicks is Jalen Brunson at 3%. Now, if Hartenstein ends up out, like, do you, can you get enough minutes to go to a Jericho Sims? Probably not on a day like today. So as I'm looking at it, I'd be shocked if I played a Nick. And on the Orlando side, 9% Jonathan Isaac's the highest-owned guy we have, and I still think that's too high. Like, I, I don't... He sucked yesterday. He was terrible. But again, this, the truth is, when you look at Isaac, that's pretty much what he's... I mean, he was worse than he usually is, don't get me wrong. And he only played 15 minutes. It's not like you're getting a significant pace up spot here. It's not like he has a huge window for additional playing time, unless you think the second of a back-to-back -back is going to open things up, but it's not like it's at the point guard position where you have, you know, a Markel Fultz on a back-to-back. -back. This is, this is it, like, I, I don't really see it. I guess I could 9%, whatever. It's not like he's 19%, but still, uh, it's a lot of power forward center eligible value today. It, it's an overwhelming amount. Like I didn't get to John Isaac today now, uh, especially he might not even play today. Who the hell knows? Like sure, he's, yeah. not, he's live to not play on the back-to-back. -back. I didn't put Fultz in either for the back-to-back. -back. I got a couple shares of Cole Anthony. Like if there's no Fultz, Anthony at 3,700 is certainly a viable value play. He's in 4% of my stuff. Franz is the highest owned guy and optimal guy right around 8%. I have 4% of him. I mean, the big takeaway here is this is the game with the lowest total on today's slate. Both of these teams lean more towards the defensive side, and both teams have relatively stable prices. It just is a terrible game to get to. Quickly, Marcos said, there might be something here, Marcos. You could have the YouTube logo, the tattoo, right? And inside the logo, you have the chip. Now, obviously, you could turn that play button into a Pocky chip, the one chip, right? Yeah. He said, uh, and then the mustache, the pizza roll. I, want, I don't want to go crazy, Marcus, because not asking him to get, you know, an eight by eight on his ass cheek. But there's definitely something you could do there, turning the chip into the play button with a mustache. I like, I like the idea. 
It's not a bad idea. I no. dig it. No, that's a lot of design, though. Like, we got to... It wouldn't be that tough, but we could have... Let's have, like, Brody or one of our guys draw it up for us. Yeah. Chat GPT. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. All right, we'll do that. See, now... We'll get there. The most impressive feat would be Jordan, when we said that, immediately going to Chat GPT and typing this in. I'm already working on the Tombstone one. Okay. <laughs> All right, while I set this up, ask ChatGPT to do that. The the play button, the YouTube play That one's going to take a while. Yeah. You got to really design a prompt for that one. Okay. Anyway, let's talk. Can we move off? Of, do you want to talk about anything else for Orlando? Absolutely not. Chicago and Cleveland. Cleveland's a nine-point favorite. 224 total here in Cleveland, by the way. Uh, we, we can start on the Chicago side. Only relevant news here. You've got a questionable Alex Caruso. Um, I assume he plays. He went through shoot-around. Wait, no. Didn't he go through shoot-around and then was out last game? Yeah, he did not play yeah. that most recent game. But he, well, he was expected to play. Not, not that he was probable, but he went through shoot-around, didn't play. So I still would think that he plays. Anyway, it's not a great spot for Chicago by by any stretch. I, I guess the only advantage here is a bunch of these guys in the starting lineup are going to get a lot of minutes. But where do we start and end for Chicago? Nowhere. I mean, 4.9% ownership to Nikola Vucevic, 8% optimal. I think you're live to see Drummond a bit more here alongside Vooch, considering this is going up against that Cleveland bigger front court. So don't be surprised to see Drummond get around 24 minutes. Don't really think that's going to unlock anything major for us today. Only guy that I got is the one that we're showing with the highest optimal rate. I have 6% of Vooch. But again, this is another one of those teams where 13% aggregate ownership. I mean, we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 teams of the 24 on today's slate are 19% aggregate or less. Basically, many so teams? many of these teams are like, you can play any starter as a last guy in and not worry about it. Vooch, DeRozan, Kobe White, totally fine, totally irrelevant to talk about. Yep. I'm with you. It isn't, this isn't, this isn't one of those spots where you have to get insanely cute and try and figure out like, how do I, how do I get over the field on a, on a 1% Kobe White at 7,800? It's just not one of those days. You don't need to do that. Um, Cleveland on the other side, on the other side. All right. So they've been on an absolute heater outside of that last game, but that doesn't mean anything from a DFS perspective. Mitchell's almost 10 K, um, you know, Mobley 6,900 Darius Garland 6,100, but all of these, th this Cleveland team's healthy. And that creates yeah. a bit of a problem when you're already a slower paced team in a low projected total two twenty three. um, yeah, like yeah, they're nine point favorites, but what do you prioritize? I don't I don't think you can prioritize anything from, from then today. And then to take it a step further, even though Jared Allen's been productive and 7,100 is reasonable, he's center eligible only. And you've got so many good options there today. It's, it looks like the same thing, only just slightly worse than even Chicago looked. 3.4% ownership to Jared Allen, 4.1% optimal to Donovan Mitchell are the two high marks. I don't have a single share of Cleveland. Would I play Garland, Mitchell, Jared Allen? Yeah, sure. Like the, they're all 
totally fine last dudes in. But again, I don't see a, a priority here. Uh, Chicago is the slowest team in the league. They're an average-ish defense, which isn't all that appealing. I this is to me this is a game where you just don't get to it at all. I literally don't have a single share of anybody from Cleveland. You actually didn't look that bad with the mustache. It wasn't that bad. It played way more than I thought it would. It wasn't that bad. Jordan just like it wasn't you. great. Don't get me wrong. I I, I don't have it, it. Was a pretty terrible face. You but, you could have you clearly could have pulled off like a state trooper, like that. You, that was a statey look for sure. That would you know would be, you know you I would like, be the most corrupt cop ever. I mean, you look like Wayne so you Jenkins, look like someone straight out of Super Troopers. That's fair. Yeah, I mean that would have been the kind of cop that I would have been. Yeah. <laughs> or or like I said, or Wayne Jenkins, just and by the uh, way, I'm incredibly to, corrupt. Uh, by the way, I'm I'm referring to Farva. Mm. I'll be, I mean, any one of them's fine with me. No, uh, I'm waiting for the reveal. Um, I have I have the video pulled up with Jordan. So it was the next the day. That's good. Someone asked about KJ Martin from Philly. It, that's just tough, man. Like he was fine last game, but he's th that's not the best value option out there at all. There's just so much good power forward center options that that is a tough one to get to. Now, yeah, it, I don't. You got to, right. he's got to be, he's such a bad per minute dude. He's like a 0. 0.65, 0. 0.7 guy. You're going to need 30 plus minutes for him to feel good about it. And, and even that, or with, to feel okay about it, even. Yes. And even with, with Harrison and beat out, there's still Maxi. They have Buddy Heald now. They have Kelly Oubre. Like there's guys that are going to demand the ball. Uh, on the indie side, Halliburton's up. I knew this was going to happen. Uh, actually, wait, how much did his price come up? Only $300. 34 plus minutes last game, though, Josh. The minutes were there. They were there. Uh, he's getting virtually no ownership. This game has a 245 total. The Toronto Raptors continue to be terrible. I mean, we're talking about a Raptors team that last time out, Scotty Barnes and all, against the San Antonio Spurs at home, lost by 23 points. This is a bad Toronto team right now. I just, all I'm saying is I understand why Indy isn't getting ownership, but this is a bad Toronto team right now. I know Halliburton's questionable, but he's coming off a 34 minute game. He did not produce well in a good matchup against Charlotte, but that's an outlier. Surely Toronto's been bad. They've been bad and he's getting no ownership at sub nine K. I have 10%. So sign me up. I went 32 minutes. Um, fair. so we, yeah, uh, he, he's got some positive leverage on him. We have unlimited amounts of salary so that we can get to anybody. We, we, we already have more than enough value to get to pay up. So he looks like a great GPP play today. He's not going to look as good as some of the other payups. He's not going to look as good as Nikola Jokic does today. It's just, that's basically impossible for what we have going on. Dallas has a matchup against that's San Antonio. It's really hard to look as good as Luca does today. But if I'm getting to anybody from the Pacers, it's certainly going to be Halliburton. We also just got the complicating factor that Miles Turner is questionable, which could unlock 26 minutes or so of Isaiah Jackson at 3,700, who will then look as good, if not better, than Bruno Fernando, if you're feeling confident about someone playing minutes. Um, like Turner or uh, Jackson would immediately just cut Bruno Fernando in half 
we would create so much more value. So keep your eye on the Miles Turner news. But after that, like we have Turner 8% optimal, 5% owned. Nemhard's 5% optimal, 5% owned. There's not a ton that we want to get to here, but 244 total. This is the highest total on today's slate. Yeah, it looks good. Um, And like we were saying, there's, there's Halliburton minutes. I mean, if Halliburton plays 34, 35 minutes in this spot, uh, we had a comment because I didn't look this up, but Braden, I'm going to take your word for it because it wouldn't shock me. Toronto, worst defensive rating in the NBA. I don't know what that when that is from uh, because they're not worst in the league on the season. They're like 23rd. Yeah. But I would not be shocked that over the last like three weeks, they are the worst defense in the league. I would actually expect that to be the case. I can check two weeks on cleaning the glass really quickly. Yeah, pull that up because – if nothing else, they're bottom five. They've been terrible. Uh, 125.5 defensive rating over the past two weeks. That is dead last. Dude, by how much? Uh, 1.4 points. Okay. Do you know who's next worse? Sixers? Yes, it is. Yeah, they. that's not surprising at all. Um, but yeah, I, this is a... This could end up, put it this way, this could end up being a very sneaky spot for the Pacers in this specific yeah. matchup if there's no ownership coming in here. It's good. What would I you just, place Halliburton at if we if he played 35 minutes? 98, 99, right. like around, like Trey Young. Yeah, right, exactly. So he has legit 20-20 upside, like every time he steps yeah. on the floor. Yeah, I got him in for 22 and 10 right now. Just And that's... You know, rel mildly limited and not projecting Toronto to be the worst defense on the planet. RJ Barrett questionable on the other side for Toronto. Barnes is pulling eight percent. Um, aside from that, nobody's getting anything here. You've got all this awkward pricing. It is a good spot, fast paced indie team, another underwhelming defense. We saw that against Charlotte in that yeah. outright loss. Uh, but I, I don't know. I'm more interested in Indy just given that they've got no ownership going to them. I have 16% of Barnes. I think this is just another case where that like 8K, 9K range is so easy to get into. And obviously a matchup against the Pacers is fantastic. He's got point guard, small forward, so very accessible. Everybody's rates look a lot better taking on the Pacers. Maybe you get no Miles Turner. That will make it look even better. For the Toronto side, Barnes, the only guy that got to double digits in optimal rate, he's at 11%. He's 9% owned. I have 16% of Barnes. I don't have another share of anybody else, which kind of surprises me given the fact that I have such a lofty projection still on Emmanuel quickly, but even he didn't make it into my lineups. And I have him at 5.5x his salary already and still didn't get him. Talk Brooklyn and Boston because Ooh. see the spread in this game? Yeah, this one's gross. This is a home-and-home home series. Uh, Tatum coming off a monster performance. 13-point dollars, 227 total. I don't think there's much to talk about for Brooklyn here. Simmons and Cameron Johnson are already out. Uh, are we projecting anyone else out? Uh, Cam Johnson's going to play today. He is going to play? Yeah. It came out yesterday that he was sitting yesterday and was likely to play oh, today. Oh, okay. Okay. There you go. Well, that makes it That, that doesn't worse. change anything. Yeah, it probably makes it even worse. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. On track to play Wednesday. Gotcha. Yeah. No ownership going here. 13-point road dogs. Last game before the All-Star break. Everything just looks kind of ugly on this side. 1% uh, ownership to Bridges, 1% ownership to Schroeder. Highest optimal is Bridges at 3.5, Schroeder at 3.5. 
I don't have a single share from Brooklyn. As I mentioned before, this team, along with the Knicks, are the two lowest owned teams. The only teams in single-digit aggregate ownership. What about Boston? You'd be also- surprised. Yeah, you'd be surprised to know that uh, playing Boston on the road, not great. Yeah, <laughs> on the second of a back-to-back, no less. Yeah. Granted, both of them are, but... Yeah. So, I mean, no Al Horford today, right? No, you're going to get, I think you'll get Porzingis back. back. Yes. Yeah. But if we he's not, now if he's not back, then you're just adding Luke Cornett to the list of Bruno Fernandos and yep. potentially Isaiah Jackson's and like more of these 3K idiots. But I, I have Porzingis in. So do I. We actually, we saw this earlier a couple of weeks ago where we were on the same page and okay, Porzingis who was questionable doesn't play on the front leg of the back-to-back and then Horford doesn't play the second end of the back-to-back. It just seems that they would do the same thing here, right? Like it just yeah. makes we've seen them do it already, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh so I'm looking at this as an instance where Horford doesn't play, Porzingis does, Tatum probably still looks okay again, but overall, they're still on the second of a back-to-back. They've been relatively careful with some of these guys, giving them some rest this season. They are heading into the all-star break, though. So that might not be as big of a deal because they don't play again until what, like Wednesday or Thursday? Next Wednesday or Thursday? Uh, Thursday is the first day back for videos. Right. So I'm saying they're this is basically a week-long break after today for Boston. Yeah. Only guy that I really like is Tatum. He's the only guy that I'm getting any sort of love from. Um, I've got 18%. Again, just very easy to get to this 9K range. He looks like the best option. If Porzingis happens to be out again, it'll look better, and you can get to Drew or Brown or White, but... 10% optimal, 10% owned for Tatum. I have 18%. Doesn't get much easier than paying up for him against Brooklyn. Anything else here? Or we move it forward. No, I don't have anything else here. The other day, Washington actually looked pretty good against Dallas and, you know, kept that game. Denny Avdia had, I looked around like the end of the first quarter and I'm thinking this guy, there's nothing. Like it's, it's over. If you play Denny Avdia, you're done. The end of the game. He ended up like a very significant performance at his price point, but he's $6,400 now in that spot. He was 59. Yeah. He shot 11 for 17 dude, uh, in that spot with seven rebounds, three assists, 6,400 though, against the Pels, 235 and a half total isn't bad, but they're 12 point dogs. Washington, one of those teams that just isn't going to look good. And a lot of that is pricing here. 5% 5% ownership to Tyus Jones is the highest mark. 5% optimal to Tyus Jones is the highest mark. You've got a Washington team going up against a top 10 defense in the Pels. They're 29th in pace. This is about as big of a pace down spot as you can find for the Wizards. If I was going to get to anything, it would probably be Kyle Kuzma, but there's no shortage of power forward center options that we can get to. And most of them look like better values than him. This is another team. I don't have a single lineup with a Washington wizard. All right. Well, let's flip to the other side. These 12 game slates are so weird. We could spend an hour and a half on six games and then you get to 12 games. And there's just a lot of spots that are entirely underwhelming. Zion's questionable. Assume he plays. Uh, It is a really good spot at home. They're huge favorites. Is there blowout risk here? Sure. There's blowout risk, but there's blowout risks in a lot of these games heading into, you know, the break. How much Zion power forward only are you getting to? How much Brandon Ingram are you getting to here? 
Not as much as I would like to, because clearly a matchup against the Wizards is as good as it gets. For everything that I just said about the Pelicans and being slow, they gained 4.7 possessions over their average by facing Washington today. That's like a free fantasy point and a half to two fantasy points for some of these dudes. That's for nothing other than just being like, they play the Wizards and that's what you get. 16% ownership coming into BI. 9% optimal. So we have some pretty sizable negative leverage there. I have 10%. He does grade out really well at 8,100. You get that guard forward eligibility. Similar story for Zion, 16% owned. A little bit more optimal at 11%. I have 12% of him. So I am in double digits of ownership to BI and to Zion. And I'm very happy to be there. Now, obviously, if you get Zion out, you're bumping up Ingram and McCollum and Herb Jones and feeling a little bit better. Maybe you're willing to take a shot on a Larry Nance or something at that point. Herb Jones's minutes have also been up quite a bit uh, over the past few games where he was like really sitting in that 27 range for a while, been up over 30 for the past couple, especially now with Dyson Daniels out for the rest of the year with that torn meniscus. I like him as a $4,700 small forward power forward, but like he's sort of in no man's land for value today because he's not all the way at the bottom with this broken price tag. He's just like a good point per dollar play. On a smaller slate, we'd probably be talking a lot more about Herb Jones, but today he's just sort of like another guy in the 4Ks. I want to do something real quick uh, before we move to this next game. Jordan, can you go to the Sims? And we already start 150. We ran this 10,000 field in the contest generator. Can can we pull up the top, the, the highest Sim to ROI lineups? I just want to, because Josh, you mentioned it earlier too, like, a lot of boom, a lot of stars and scrubs lineups that we're going to be seeing here without question, right? Like that's yep. just going to happen. It's going to make it more difficult to get to some of the mid range, which is why I was a little surprised to see Zion at 7,600, 16% owned. But in given the matchup, it does make some sense. Uh, I just want to see what some of these lineups are looking like. And if we are pulling a lot of just top tier options, it looks like, okay, look, there you go. The first one, though, is not. It's Jokic. And then Bridges is in there. Obviously, a lot of these are lineups that are going to be highly leveraged. But then second one has Luca, Jaron Jackson, and Bam. Third one has, I'm just trying to see what expensive guys are in there, right? Doncic. Oh, there you go. Okay, third one down, Doncic and Jokic. I don't know if you can see the screen here, Josh, but if not, I'll, I'll read it off to you. Or you can pull it up in the Zoom channel as well. So I got here. Trey Mann. Hero, Duncan Robinson, Jovic. That's three Miami right there, which makes sense. Yeah. Bruno Fernando, Doncic, Lamar Stevens, and Jokic. So Jovic is super cheap. Fernando, Stevens. We have three true punts and then a $4,400 Duncan Robinson. Seems a lot like what I've got going on on my end. That's for sure. I'm trying to get a little bit closer of a look here. Maybe I'm looking at all I see are the lineups. Yeah, that's what I was trying to to do. I just wanted to see what like star scrub, scrubs type quality lineups we were getting. I mean, I could just I could sort of just say what I'm getting because and it's going to match. I have a ton of Jokic. I've got a really big stand on Luka. So 40% Jokic, 24% Luka. That's at 11-3 for Jokic and 12-1 for Luka Doncic. And I'm still getting to a little bit of AD. I'm 2Xing Jason Tatum. I'm 2Xing Halliburton, Kyrie, 2Xing Miles Bridges. These guys are all 8,800 plus. There's just so much value that you can very easily 
pick two or three guys like north of 8,500 and have very little issue piecing that lineup together. Yeah, because if you pull three, like say you even wanted to try a Halliburton, you think it's possible Halliburton with Jokic and Doncic and then you just ultimately sub out the Tyler Hero type guys for another discounted punt? I think you could probably get there. That might be a little much just because of Luka. Like maybe if Jokic was AD and you grab that extra $1,200 back, that would like open it up a little bit more. I think if you have Luka and Jokic, you're going to have a hard time getting a third without any, like you're going to, we're going to need to find some like really good forward value. Yeah. Like small I'm trying, forward. I'm actually trying it right now. I think it's, I think it's actually do. So who are our, our favorite options here. We can go our cheap options. We can go Stevens, Jovic, Robinson, Fernando. It is doable. The problem is that lineup's going to be so pop. That type of build is going to be so popular. But not yeah, that, that's the problem. You start funneling yourself into the same thing as everybody else. If you're exactly. if you're grabbing those first two payups, then you're definitely grabbing the main paydowns. Exactly. That's exactly yeah right. And then you're going to be. But what actually would make that interesting is if your third payup option is a three, four percent guy, that's what would make it interesting to me. So instead of like a seventy six hundred dollars Zion or some of these other, you know, seven, eight K guys that are that are popular, you're going to like a three, four percent on Tyrese Halliburton. It actually would make you a little bit more unique. Yeah. Or like would be another good example. Nobody's really these guys are all really like just in the teens for that sort of yeah, range so nobody's tough. really as extreme as it seems but yeah like look there's a 20 person list of dudes in that seven eight nine range where basically every name is a reasonable name to say today to put into a lineup yep well, like if you like here's a good one brandon ingram's 15 percent owned laurie markinen is five if you just want to turn Brandon Ingram and Delari Markin, and you don't feel like you're doing anything different in that lineup, but you are cutting your ownership in a big way. Right. Yeah, in a, in a very big way. Markin is just low owned every single time he plays. All yeah, right. and that's we against talk- the Lakers now. No LeBron. Like that's that's a pretty good spot for Markin. We talked about uh, some of these mid range guys being difficult to get to. Amon Thompson for Houston. If we move to this Memphis and and, and Rockets game, uh, Memphis two and a half point dog, two and a half, two eighteen and a half total. So very low total, but. I'm in Thompson, point guard, shooting guard with Fred Van Vliet out. He's 23% owned, but boy, dude's playing big minutes recently. Uh, he hasn't exactly been getting up a ton of shots at all. I mean, he, from a usage perspective, he's been pretty quiet, really actually very quiet. But the rebounding and the peripherals on this guy have been pretty solid. 25% is, I'll be honest, 23%, sorry, is, is higher than I thought it would be for a 12-gamer. And it won't be anywhere remotely yeah. close to that as we go on. 7% optimal, 23% owned, negative 16% leverage. That sticks out like a sore thumb of something that is obviously coming down a little bit throughout the day. Um, because if he's 23% owned, you can run away from that as fast as you want on a 12-gamer. He's just, there's nothing, nothing has happened for Houston to make him pull away like that at this point. Maybe in the first game with Van Vliet out, but not at the, like, he looks good and he's been playing really well, but that's a little bit too juiced. I'm a bigger believer in the, the optimal rate that we have for him. I think Jabari Smith is probably the more interesting option for me from Houston. Um, 5,800 power forward only. We have him, we have him with the highest optimal rate basically by 
close to double of Amon Thompson. He's also pulling 10% ownership. That's the guy that I'm getting to as much as Thompson. Like I have 10% Amon Thompson, but that is well below the field number right now. Could actually be heavier on him if that number comes down to like 12%. Then I might actually get to the 20 that we're showing. Brooks, Dylan Brooks is okay at 4,900, still with no Fred Van Vliet around. Like Aaron Holiday is a value option, but on basically to me unplayable on a day like today just because of where we have the rest of this value. So I, if you're looking at it, I think Amon Thompson and Jabari Smith are the two guys you look at. And then by all means, play an Alper and Shingoon lineup against Memphis. What about on the Memphis side? Scotty Pippen Jr.'s out. Um, Derek Rose, Zyra Williams, questionable. But Lamar Stevens getting a lot of ownership, 27%, 3,300 power forward center. Every Everything profiles pretty nicely for him. Not the yeah. best per minute guy, but he's not the worst. Jaron Jackson is the only real basketball player on the team. So he's pulling. He's actually, here's another one. Get, there's another one for you. 8,100 getting 13% in that range. Yeah. So Lamar Stevens. I think he's just their new David Roddy. Like, I think David Roddy gets shipped out to Phoenix. And I think Lamar Stevens is just going to be that dude playing around 24 minutes. But he is around a fantasy point per minute, dude, uh, like traditionally, which is not what you would expect out of Lamar Stevens. Certainly. Why do I feel like Lamar Stevens from Cleveland was not a per minute guy? What a fantasy point. They played him differently. Yeah, they They've had like him moved him three. down the positional spectrum now. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to wrap my head around. I got 52% of him right now. 3,300 power forward center. I went 24 minutes. He played a little bit more than that, but caught some some blowout run. But it's not like they're married to playing more Watanabe or more Trey Jamison or whatever other idiot they want to put out there. Like They can sneak Lamar Stevens out there in multiple sets if they want to. Now that I think about it, towards the end of the year, weren't they playing... Stevens at the three, Levert would sub in for him, and he had to play alongside Mobley and, and Allen. Yeah, he was knocked down the positional spectrum quite a bit, whereas now he's playing up more. Well, it also doesn't hurt when you're it doesn't help when you're knocked down the positional spectrum and the guys above you are Allen and Mobley. Like that certainly not helping you. Yeah. Okay. So I have him projected well, really, sold. really well. I'm sold. Yeah, that's that's totally different. That's a good point. And it could can play more minutes. Like nothing is really set in stone for Memphis other than Jaron Jackson and Vince Williams. Like those guys are going to get 30 plus and it seems like there's no deviation there. The way they finish off the rest of these minutes, I don't think they care at all. 37 minutes, three straight games for yeah. Vince Williams. Jaron Jackson. He looks good. I'm 2Xing the field there on Vince Williams. You are? Yeah. Jaron Jackson Jr. Just significant usage right now. How, how would you prioritize this team? It has to start with Lamar Stevens. Yeah, for me, it's it's pretty clearly Stevens. And then I have more Vince Williams than I have Triple J, but they look pretty similar to me. I have 24% of Williams, 18% of Triple J. I would not be going to anybody else. I think you can work Santi Aldama in at 5,500, but nothing too crazy there. And like the thing for Lamar Stevens is you can give him 22 minutes if you're not feeling super rosy about him. That's still going to project really well as a $3,300 power forward center. It's just value you can't... By being able to play your Lamar Stevens and your Nikola Jovic's gets you Nikola Jokic and Luka Doncic. That's your trade-off. Yep. You're right. And look, if you're playing value, cheap value, there's no other position you'd want it at than guys that can play in the front court. I mean, that... 
give me that over a, a 3K shooting guard or small forward any day of the week. It's just obvious. Spurs are 11-point dogs against Dallas, 241.5 total. So actually one of the higher totals on the slate. No ownership going to most of this team outside of Devin Vassell at 12%. He has significant negative leverage, only 6% optimal. But uh, Victor Weminyama coming off just a ridiculous, preposterously good game. It's not just that he had 27, 14, and 5 with 10 blocks and 2 steals and 78 DK points. Dude, he did it in 29 minutes. <laughs> it's 29 minutes. You ready for he is already in my model the fifth best per minute dude in the league. That's crazy. And is two good games away from passing Giannis. It's just the limitations on playing time. Yeah. Jokic, Embiid, Doncic, Giannis, Victor Wembanyama. That is my top five on a fantasy point per minute rate. As just like baseline rates. Well, and then if you were to take Embiid out of it, because he's not here right now, you've got him top four. Yeah. it's crazy. And could easily be three. Like he is two or three hot games and like a rough game or two of Giannis from like just incrementally crossing him. You know, he played 29 minutes last game and didn't play the final six minutes. Yeah. In a blowout. I don't think he's ever going to get 32. I, have, I mean, and the other thing is they were up huge in the third quarter. That would might have just been one of those things like, all right, let's make sure this game is completely out of reach. And he got additional minutes because they knew he wasn't going to close. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. it, I, I don't know. That's the only issue. He's getting no ownership, but he's just remarkably good. He really, really is. No, I don't have him here today. It's hard. At it's 9,200. Yeah. It's, it's really, you, you've got Jokic on this slate against Sacramento. It just becomes really difficult. Or Luca on the opposite side of this game. There are just better ways to pay up for what I think is a higher upside, kind of. Uh, Vassell is the only guy that I'm getting to here. We have him 12% owned. Now, we have pretty sizable negative leverage. I have 12% of Vassell. Just point guard, shooting guard, 6,600. Fits pretty well in this mid-tier. Dallas's defense, not very good. Fast-paced game. Third in pace, San Antonio against fifth in pace, Dallas. This is going to be a bit of a track meet. I'm surprised the total isn't higher. Rob H, how to read into the stand? Oh, how to read in the standard deviation with boom bust. He had a comma there. It threw me off. Uh, is that something you're using, standard deviation? Or are you mostly looking at ownership, optimal rate, leverage, and that stuff? How are you using the boom bust tool? I mean, it can play a role in you know understanding the variability of an individual player's performance. It's not something that I look at in any way uh, like a, the sims tool for me or the lineup generator is just is handling all of that information so uh, it is to me fully ignored yeah it's it's taken into account in the boom rate or the bust rate so you're getting sort of the outputs for it if you're setting your own randomness for any sort of lineup generation like standard deviation to help you out a little bit there but uh, not something that i'm really paying attention to in terms of what i'm building it's a great tool to use, a great tool to look at. But as you pointed out, the, the lineup generator and the Sims already account for all of this for you, right? Like the 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 both of them are accounting for all of this stuff. So when you look at our data on the site, like all of that data is used in the Sims tool and the lineup generator. It just means that you don't actually have to do any of the legwork to get those good lineups. Yep. 
you're just hitting a couple of buttons, you know? Yeah. I don't want to oversimplify it, but it's, it is simple. Like it's not even, I have, I couldn't tell you the last time I looked at it. Yeah. I just, I just use the, I just use the lineup simulator. It makes it a lot yeah. easier for me. And also now you can set exposure caps on the lineup simulator too. Like if you want to, you don't want to go crazy with it, but you can do that. You have the ROI boost and everything. Um, so depending on how you're feeling about certain guys, you made a point about Halliburton just the other day. Like if I wanted to, which I did boost him, uh, you want to boost Halliburton, you're not getting new lineups generated. It's just giving you the lineups already generated with an ROI boost to Halliburton. And then it's filtering them differently to make more of the Halliburton lineups show up. So yeah. they're already positive, positive ROI lineups. They're already lineups that rank pretty high up in everything. So, yeah. Uh, anything on Dallas that you want to talk about here? Obviously, Luka yes. Doncic. Dude, Luka Doncic against the Spurs. We've got him. Not a lot of ownership coming in on that right now. Same no. with Kyrie at 6%. I've got 25 of Luka, 14 of Kyrie. I have Luka projected like four points higher than we do right now, too. I think he just carves the San Antonio team up. 30-something percent usage, 40-something percent assist rate. Basically projected for a triple-double, which actually wants... I want to check it. What are Luka Doncic's triple-double odds today? You want to take a guess? Luka Doncic triple-double odds? Yeah. Um, plus 185? That sounds about right. 210. What is it, Jordan? 210 on FanDuel, at least. Okay. So, yeah, so I mean, I'm not, good shout. not super far. I, I When you have a day where Luka gets to face a bottom 10 defense, a top five pace team, there's 12 games on the slate, and he's priced in a way that doesn't matter at all for today. We have so much value at 11 o'clock in the morning. That says nothing for whatever value gets created for the rest of the day. It will not be hard to play Luca in one of the better spots you can find. So I will happily do that, considering he's one of the best players on the planet. What about Kyrie? I like him here. 8,900 point guard, shooting guard. He gets the same sort of benefits that Luca's getting in a great matchup here against San Antonio. Um, now you don't get to the same sort of extremes because it's way busier around 8,900 than it is for Luca at the absolute tippy top of the price tier. But I like getting to him. I mean, these guys are both sub 10%. Getting to Kyrie on a day like today against San Antonio, no reason he can't be the one that goes out and cooks, drops 60 fantasy points, and he becomes the guy you need. Love the upside of both guys because of this matchup. Sacramento on the road in Denver. On the other side of that, obviously, Jamal Murray, KCP, both of whom are doubtful. Sabonis coming off an absolutely monstrous triple-double. Just monster triple-double yesterday. Now you're going – so, I mean, look, Josh, back-to-back -back, two road games in Denver. I'm not saying that means you ignore them, right? They're five-point dogs. Murray's out, and it's a close spread. But, man, what a tough way to close this out before the All-Star break. Back-to-back -back road game, high-scoring game, tough spot, lost by five to Phoenix. Now you've got a 24-hour turnaround to play in the altitude against Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets. 
This feels like a spot where if it wasn't for what seems like Murray and KCP being out, Denver would have kicked the shit out of the Kings tonight because this is just a horrific spot to roll into. Yeah, like it's the nut low for yeah. a, a back-to-back. The oh, only right. thing that would make this worse is if Sacramento wasn't close to Denver. <laughs> sure. Like yeah. if they if this was if, if like not the like if Sacramento's location was Boston and then they had to go all the way to Denver for this one like you have that like yeah you, know, you can get, well, you they can were get from Phoenix Sacramento to Denver they were in Phoenix yesterday so even closer same same principle though you're exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Pr- pretty easy flight west in coast. comparison yeah. yeah 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 um so that's the only saving grace here uh I'm not gonna tell anybody to not place the bonus because he just went out there and smushed I have an extra fantasy point on top of us I don't have a single share of anybody from the Kings this is a dreadful spot absolutely dreadful um fox finally had a bit of a coming out party yesterday uh keegan murray didn't which was the guy that i actually got to i I don't know how you could really want to get to too much here from sacramento but i will not begrudge anybody for wanting to roster sabonis i just i don't know how you do it it's it's more difficult in this spot the guy played 42 minutes on the 11th played 38 yesterday it's a it's a difficult spot Nikola Jokic is getting almost 40% right now. Jamal yeah. Murray's not officially out, but he is doubtful along with KCP. But, you know, looking at the Reggie Jackson price point and just kind of the makeup of this slate in general with so much value being at the bigs position, the power forward and center, we're not actually getting a lot of projected ownership going to any of these Jamal Murray beneficiaries with him being projected out. And I, I went through this on the process show and it was a, a bit of a back and forth. Michael Malone said yesterday, he does not, he expects Jamal Murray and KCP to be doubtful for today. And they are unlikely to play is how it got reported. They are both on the injury report as questionable. So take that for what it's worth. I didn't want to take them out because I don't normally take out questionable guys, but if they're going to say that, I'm just going to assume they're going to put these dudes on ice and like, just get to the break because it's Denver and they've got bigger fish to fry at the end of the season. Um, So if they're out, you want to get to what I think is the best play on today's slate, Nikola Jokic. And it's the reason that all of those power forward center guys start to look better than Bruno Fernando as we get more value, because you can use them at power forward and still pay up for, Nicole Jokic with no Jamal Murray. He's 39% owned. I have 40. We do have him with negative leverage, but he's still 25% optimal. I have him at 1.9 fantasy points per minute in this spot against uh, Sacramento because Sacramento's defense sucks. That's what happens when DeMontis Sabonis is the center. And they play at a relatively fast pace, whereas Denver does not. They grind everything to a halt. This is an incredible spot for Nicole Jokic. Give me everything. That said... I thought that like Reggie Jackson would end up looking like a great play. He's 5,700 already. You can't squeeze anything out of that. Only other guy that I think is like mildly interesting is MPJ. And he's like a five percenter. The problem. Reggie Jackson's almost 6K. Yeah. I was like, oh, Reggie Jackson's going to be a hell of a value. Nope. Irrelevant. No. Maybe on another slate he could have been. Probably would have been in some instance, but not here. Like $5,700 Reggie Jackson or just find the other $3,300 guys that are out there, you know? What- yeah, like, I mean, Reggie Jackson needs 43 fantasy points for you to be like, all right, made the right choice. Yeah, yeah, and he's also still playing alongside Nikola Jokic. Yeah, not like, you know, obviously great for just giving him the ball, but yeah, Nikola Jokic is going to run everything that happens. 
I have him in today for a 30% usage rate and a 49% assist rate. <laughs> <laughs> At center. Even if you want to tell me like, yo, you're a little high on that one. Call it 45%. I was going to say, right. Uh, oh, okay. So now the, now the center only has a 44% assist rate. Yeah. Come on. Along with a 20% rebounding rate. Insane. What's his... Uh, I don't think we actually have any props or anything on Denver yet. If so we had a triple a double prop, I think it would be minus. I think it would be minus money. We don't have any player props or anything yet for Jokic. I think it'd be like plus one twenty. I, I think it might be even. It, it, it. He, I don't. The assist piece is going to be real close to ten. Rebounds and points. It, it it will clear. Put it this: we can agree it'll be. It won't be big plus money. It usually never is. No, it'll any- be it'll be a better it'll be a, a a a thinner line than Lucas. Yeah. Detroit and Phoenix Pistons thirteen. God, we have some big spreads in this slate, huh? 13, 11, 12, 13, 9. Uh Yeah, some significant stuff going on here. The Pistons and the Phoenix Suns. Jordan pulled the lineup generator up too, as well. By the way, and nice. Just to see what type of boom bust we were we were getting. Or I'm, I'm sorry, uh, stars and scrubs. We have some Jalen Johnson. I was seeing. It, it definitely appears though that if you keep going, Jordan, and keep moving on to some of those other lineups, uh, you you're gonna see some real spots where. And, and there's some Anthony Davis for you as well, Josh. You had mentioned him, uh, Isaiah Jackson in there. I want. Are we projecting Turner out? No, we can't be right. I don't know. Either way, best entry tool that you're finding in the that, proje- that projection for Isaiah Jackson looks right. 19, 19 fantasy points is two percent owned. Like yeah. I get it. You can save the ones you want, discard the ones you don't want. All of the lineups you're getting because we're already discarding. We're creating like a hundred thousand lineups, discarding ninety nine plus percent of them, only serving you up the top one percent of lineups. So whatever you make, it's going to be a plus EV lineup going into these contests. After that, it is what it is. It's basketball. But people have been crushing with the lineup generator, man. You can make late swaps. You can lock – or no, I'm sorry. You can make swaps. You can lock players in. And then once you're done, you can see all of your exposures to everybody. Um, and if you scroll down, Jordan, so that everyone can see it, you already are, you can see the optimal projection, right? You can see how contrarian or chalky every lineup is. And then you're just looking for that balance, that smooth balance, where it's like this projects really well. It's also not crazy chalk. Um and then you start building lineups from there. Oh, I see some Halliburton. I see a bunch of Halliburton in there. Your boy popping All up. Right. Maybe I'll run the lineup generator tonight. But yeah, if you want to check it out, links in the description for that. You can try it out for a week. I think you'll love it. It's in chat too as well. Yeah. Sims is down there for a week or a month. Uh, all access to We have like a million different ways to do it, depending on what your, uh, what your budget looks like, how serious you are about any of this. And if you ever have any questions, my DMs are open uh, at Lafayette underscore D on Twitter. All right, so where are we at? Detroit. Detroit, big dogs today, second of a back-to-back for them. Do we have any of these guys sitting? For Detroit? Yeah. Do you no. think you think Kate I don't think plays so. second of a back-to-back? No problem. I do. I do. I mean, they're a pretty uh, underwhelming team today, though. Uh, I don't have a single share. Highest owned dude is Kate at 4%. Highest optimal is Kate at 4.9%. This is... Uh, you know, they're getting Phoenix on the back-to-back as well, but, I mean, they're just not a good basketball team. They're going to be playing Evan Fournier big minutes. They play Shake Milton. They play Troy Brown. Like, uh, this is... They're playing cast-offs of guys that couldn't play for other teams. 
So it's pretty disgusting. If you want to play anybody, it's Cade and Jaden Ivy. What about Phoenix? Bradley Beal only played four minutes uh, last night before leaving. He's already out. We know he's not going to play. But how much does it change? I mean, Royce O'Neal is there now. He's never a particularly fun option, especially when you still have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker out there. He's the most fun option on the Suns today. What are you talking about? Look, I get it, but that doesn't make him fun. No, he doesn't. No, it doesn't. Like it's no, it still doesn't. Royce O'Neal, man. Look, it is he, Royce O'Neal. You're just gonna have to hope that he stumbles into a, some rebounds and a few peripherals and knocks down all of his spot up three attempts. Which who knows how many he's gonna get. If he doesn't, he's finishing with 12 fantasy points. Yeah, I mean, he played 29 and a half minutes last night. I, I think they want to continue to use him in that range. I went 26. I have six percent. He's the only son that I have. Other than his optimal rate, the highest on Phoenix right now is three and a half percent to Kevin Durant. As I've said for basically every other team that exists here, play Kevin Durant, play Devin Booker. If you want to play those guys, Bradley Beal is not playing in this game, but none of them look all that great. And I know Royce is coming off a a big game yesterday. I get it, but he also had five stocks. You know what I mean? Well, if you're going to get a couple extra stocks, a matchup against this shit Detroit team might be the way to squeeze out a couple extras. Hey, I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm just saying you're going to need some efficiency on his 13 or 12% usage. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Okay. Uh, he's a uh, give him 15% usage. Don't be in don't be so offense? mean. To, don't be so mean to old Royce. No Beal. No Beal. You think 15 alongside Booker and Durant? Sure, why not? Get the new guy some love, man. All right. Fine. We'll we'll give him 15. Uh ready to wrap this up, Lakers and Jazz. By the way, Detroit second highest turnover rate in the league. Well, that helps. It does. Yes, Lakers Jazz. Who's the highest? Uh, the Utah Jazz, which I would not have expected, but they did have Keontae George running it for a while, and <laughs> that dude was coughing that shit up like crazy. So he's LeBron also a fantastic play today, which we're about to get to. Yes, we are. But first, LeBron said he's not playing today. So, yeah, Anthony Davis, center only, but still, Anthony Davis against Utah. You made a good point the other week. Utah has been better at home. There's no denying that. They've certainly been better defensively at home, but this is still a 240-and-a-half total game, five-and-a-half-point spread. Uh, How much Anthony Davis are you getting to? 8%, and we have him projected for 15% ownership. Uh, He's also the biggest negative leverage dude on the Lakers for today. Certainly looks a lot better, and I could see me bumping his projection a little bit more. We didn't have any props uh, when I first started off today to make sure, like, I, you know, I went through all rates and everything, but you know, I'll take a bigger dive into this slate around 3 o'clock. But he looks good. The problem is that he doesn't look anywhere near as good as Nikola Jokic playing without Jamal Murray against the Sacramento Kings. Like, that's really the comp. He has competition in his salary tier with a guy that, to me, is unquestionably a better option. And that's where, like, you're obviously paying an extra thousand and whatever for Jokic, but we're talking about more usage for Jokic, like triple the assist rate, the same exact rebounding rate. Like, you can only make up so much by blocking shots. So I like getting to AD. Very, very justified. I have a little bit of D'Angelo Russell. I think you can talk yourself into some Rui Hachimura, although he's only like a point eight fantasy point per minute guy so it doesn't go too crazy there we saw massive minutes out of spencer dinwiddie 31 Uh, minutes last night i didn't see that coming man 
Uh, I was listening to Zach Lowe's podcast. He's pretty bullish on Dinwiddie here because even in all of the really like bad data that was coming out for Dinwiddie, as a pick and roll ball handler, he has been exceptional this year, or at the very least, still very, very good. And if you start seeing that coming out here with the Lakers, maybe he can still do that and get himself to the rim. That said, you're not playing Spencer Dinwiddie here. I think you're really focusing most on AD and maybe a little bit of D'Angelo Russell. All right. Fair enough. Uh, He played 18 minutes alongside Russell last night. Yeah. It's a lot. That's more than I thought. I just don't think they have a uh, choice right now. No, they don't. Especially with uh, Max Christie out right now. Like they don't have, they're, they're running low on guards. And you're right. You're not playing him regardless. So it doesn't really make much of a difference, but be interesting to see him with uh, Russell out at some point. Like does Dinwiddie just come in and actually produce play 37 minutes to start? I think he's live to start closing over Russell in game. He's cause he's just going to be a little bit better of a defender. And if he can do the things that they need him to do that, they will prioritize that. Close it out. Keontae George. 36% 36% at point guard. Yeah. So aside from that, Utah doesn't look quite as good. Kessler, 9%. Clarkson, six and a half. Put a bow on this one. We have to start with George and then probably finish mostly with yeah. him outside of maybe some low on Laurie Markinen. I had an incredible dope in the process chat today saying that playing Keontae George is one of the dumber things you could do. He would rather play Taylor Horton Tucker, who is fully unplayable today as a 16 minute backup. Um, Lock up the Keontae George. Meanwhile, people. one of the most owned dudes on today's sleep. It's insane. Lock up the 40 fantasy point game from THT. <laughs> George is playing 30 minutes a game now or somewhere in that neighborhood. I gave him 29. Like they shipped out three starters. They only replaced two guys in the rotation. So they went from a firm, like six week, 10 man rotation. Now they're at nine. They're playing George more. He's a 0.9 fantasy point per minute guy already. And he's only 4,200. Like very, very cost effective. Is he negatively leveraged? Yeah massively but he's still the most optimal play that exists for utah today he is the guy i'm getting the most of although i am a bit under the field i think if you're getting to anybody else jordan clarkson's that guy he's in 10 percent of my stuff and then i certainly love the idea of a larry markin in lineup in a large field gpp you're looking for about 55 fantasy points out of him you know if you get 55 in 34 minutes that's 1.6 x or sorry 1.6 fantasy points per minute that is not an outlandish total for Laurie Markkinen, especially in a matchup against you. Like, they're favorites here against the Lakers at yeah, home. Five and a half. This is a back-to-back, and we we talked about this recently. Heading to Utah is not a great place to play either. No, it's not. It's not Denver. They're not as good as the Nuggets. But you, you're, they, they've actually been – the the difference with them home and away has actually been more pronounced than Denver home and away this year. It doesn't mean that they're tougher to play against because Denver's a better team. But – uh yeah, pretty significant difference, no doubt about it. Anyway, follow Josh at Josh. I'm mean, check out his prize picks video too. If you guys aren't there yet, I mentioned first match deposit bonus, hundred percent up to a hundred dollars. Josh, a little eleven and one run. You can find that video on the Odd Shopper YouTube channel. Pretty much anywhere we have any content, it's out there. Uh, I would say ride that wave until it, you know, inevitably crashes. But I'm here for you, brother. I'm here for it. Keep that prize pick shit going. I'm, I'm going for the perfect week, man. I mean, I want all, I want to win. I want to sweep this entire week. Right now I'm on, if I, if I win today, I'm going to call it the tiger slam five straight days of wins, but not in the same calendar week. 
Well, then you'd only you only have one day left before the All Star break after today. Yeah, so, I know. So, and uh, as always, guys, you want to check out the lineup generator, Sims tool, any of our other stuff. Join the premium Discord. Links in the description and in chat to everything. Deeper dive live before lock coming up tonight, starting at I suppose four forty five, right? I think it's on gotta, the schedule for gotta five. Gotta be an earlier start. Yeah, gotta be an earlier start. So be there early. Get in. Good luck. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow morning on the NBA Strategy Show. Peace.